Hi, Tom Bernard here. You're listening to Best of the Family. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Rob. Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. Isham said, why would they remove that word? That it's it's not a bad word. Since Beyonce will follow Lizzo in removing the word spaz from a song on her new record, Monica Lewinsky figures it's a good time to push for the removal of her name from another of the artist's tracks. Yeah, I would want my name removed too. Do you know what she's talking about? Oh, I, no, can, I'm not I a big Beyonce assume. fan, but yeah, I've got to guess it's got something to do with a splattered dress or... Well, maybe. Do, so you don't have to get approval to use somebody's name in I a would, song? Not no. if they're a public figure. Public figure or if it's done oh. in parody. Yeah. Oh. So you, oh. Can, uh, you can get away with a lot. In oh. response to Monday's news that the singer would remove the offensive term for people with spastic diplasia. Dysplasia. It says diplasia here. There's no... It's D-I-P, too. It's not D-Y-S. Dip. Or diplegia. Oh, what's diplegia? Uh, it's a brain thing. <laughs> but you can have a spastic colon. A you can have a spastic thing. anything. You can have a spastic. How is that negative? I don't get it. <clears throat> like I said, it's a UK thing. God. I think spa- I think people associate spastic to a form of uh, retardation or. Something along those so they right, but people people love to be offended nowadays. So yeah, they, they just do. want well, to be offended by everything. It's what. I call it an over-cooperative 
bowel disorder. I so like spastic it. bowel. Oh, <laughs> Works for me. It's a, a lot real of people would call that um, ableist language. What's ableist? Like using the words spaz or saying like that's crazy. What is it able? Like, that. like ableist is like you are. You don't have these Look, problems. Disable so the people. You use language that upsets other people in a way that I don't know like saying I was part of this baby wearing Facebook group yeah which is like you know you put them in the little packs or the wraps or whatever and I wore both my kids a ton and so I was in this Facebook group and you couldn't say like that's crazy um that's nuts like Certain you you couldn't say Why not? spaz because that's ableist language. How is it ableist? Some people are crazy. But you're using it in a way of like it's like saying like don't be retarded mm. like that kind of thing. Don't be retarded yeah. like an apple. I, I man, if if a time portal ever opened up and sucked up my my daughters and oh, like ten of their friends to oh, 1985, God. they would implode yeah. within five minutes of being <laughs> That's there. That's true. You yeah. know, when I was on set doing the Holzer files uh, during season one or two, I said something, and you know, I, I, I was I was trying to get a thought together, and I just it got all jumbled up, and I go, oh God, that was so gay. Let me do that again, and then I did it, and. Afterwards, I kind of looked in the shocked look on people's faces, and I'm still in the mindset of the 80s. Mm-hmm. That's gay. It had nothing to do with homosexuality. It just meant that is so bad. It's so lame the well, way I just stated that. Uh, and I apologized to everybody afterwards. I pulled everybody right. together. I'm like, listen, I'm still a child of the 80s, and I think I do pretty good with not using all of the terms I grew up saying. You know, right. Once in a while, they slip through, and I'm not. I was so concentrated on what I wanted to say that I... I slipped up and said that, and uh, they all actually thanked me for apologizing and at least acknowledging that I'd said something in you know right. insensitive. But boy, it's you know, and I get the concept of it. But man, it's I don't know what you say nowadays. But I, I honestly think my daughters would just self-emulate. They'd blow up if they just stood oh, there I, for five it, minutes right. in my high school in 1984, listening to people talk oh, to yeah. one another. Well, I was in high school 2004, 2005. We had a lesbian in our class. And she called things gay all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That was just like how people talked it was, for a yeah. long time. You know what I, I love about that stuff? The very same people who talk about being an ableist and the, this and that. They're, they're the very same people who would have no problem going after you and your entire family trying to ruin your life. Well, yeah. I mean. I just love that about people. It's like, I attack you. That's okay. But if you say something I don't like, that's really horrible. Well, the reason they like, police your on. language isn't because they care. It's because they want to control you. That's exactly what it's about. It has that's control. an easy way to control people. Well, right? Right? They, so they want to control do. you or that they just want to make it look to everybody else how... I think how it might be a little they are six and how, one, half a dozen of the other yeah. kind of thing. Okay, your guess earlier. I will read you the lyric now okay. to what we, you guessed. And then we have Harry Millman on the phone. Excellent. Looking forward to it. In response to Monday's news that the singer would remove the offensive term for people with spastic diplegia. What is it? Diplegia. Diplegia. From her new track, Heated, Lewinsky called attention to Beyonce's 2013 song, Partition, in which she sings, and I quote, He ripped my blouse, he Monica Lewinsky'd all on my gown. Wow. Oh, my. <laughs> That's real nice. Well, first of all, she didn't do anything on the no. gown. That was Clinton. Yeah, that's true. true. Yeah, right. exactly. yeah. yeah, he was the one that yeah, did it. Bill Clinton all over the gown. Yeah, so she could switch it up. Yeah, it's got the Monica Lewinsky. Wow. I don't know. Everybody should maybe maybe I think it would just calm down a little bit. You think? Yeah. Is that ever going to happen? 
Like I said, very same people that would be upset by that would be the ones that would ruin your life if they got a chance. Well, I know there's nothing more calming than talking about celebrity deaths. <laughs> yeah, well, there is that. Harry A. Millman, Ph.D., would know all about that, Andy. So let's go to Harry. We just thought we'd reach out. What do you think? Uh, thank you very much for uh, for inviting me today. Um, so uh, you, you indicated, uh, you know, I have a Ph.D. in, in in pharmacology, and that's true. I'm basically a toxicology and cancer expert. I testified in court uh, 23 years. I came up, uh, I have four books out, but the uh, one we're going to be talking about today is the one that came out about a year ago, and the sequel just came out last week. So the book that we're talking about is called Forensics, the Science Behind the Deaths of Famous People. Uh, it's, it's available online on, on Amazon as well as uh, ForensicsFamousPeople.com. Yes, they have uh, book one and book two available on Amazon. I want to point that out make sure people know that, Harry. <clears throat> correct. And the, and the sequel, uh, because there was such popular demand for, uh, for another one, is called uh, Forensics 2, The Science Behind the Deaths of Famous and Infamous People. So I know you all, uh, your listeners will definitely love that. So... Uh, now, as I indicated, uh, I'm a toxicologist that testified in court for, uh, for about 23 years or so. And that gave me the idea to, and in the course of doing that, I look at a lot of autopsies and police reports and things like that and medical records when I formulate an opinion. Uh, and so that gave me the idea to consider looking at uh, autopsies and other records of uh, famous people. And uh, that's how the, the book materialized. It contains 23 uh, famous people, primarily in the entertainment industry. Um, and, uh, and the first one that I examined, uh, was, uh, Carrie Fisher. If you all recall, wow. uh, Carrie Fisher had a medical emergency aboard a plane as she was flying mm -hmm. back to Los Angeles to California. So, uh, you know, she slumped over on the shoulder of her, of the woman next to her. She, uh, uh, she lost she lost consciousness. Was vomiting. She uh, after the plane landed, they uh, they took her to the hospital in Los Angeles, and then three days later, she died in the hospital. Right. Now, <clears throat> now the reason that was an interesting case is because when I read that in the uh, newspapers and magazines, the uh, I heard that the coroner determined that she died from sleep apnea. Now I didn't know that sleep apnea can kill, and that kind of gave me the idea uh, to look into her death. Uh, and uh, the, re the reason is because uh, we all knew that Carrie Fisher was a drug addict, mm -hmm. and I basically thought that she died from a drug overdose. Right. Uh, but he, uh, the coroner said she died from a sleep apnea. <clears throat> so, I, so I looked into her death, and that gave me the idea to look into these 22 other deaths. And uh, what I found in Carrie Fisher, just to give your listeners a little bit of a taste of what the book is about, um, is that, um, you know, normally, uh, you know, if there's a uh, suspicious death, for example, a stabbing or a shooting, then uh, the, the state takes over and they do an autopsy automatically. But when there's not a suspicious death, like in Carrie Fisher, because uh, don't forget, she died in the hospital three days after mm -hmm. her medical emergency. So the uh, family has the option to either have an autopsy or not. And in this case, the family decided not to have an autopsy. Mm. So, uh, so the coroner was was hampered or limited in, in how much he can do. And specifically, therefore, 
instead of uh, doing an autopsy, which requires, <clears throat> which requires uh, cutting, uh, you know, cutting up the, uh, opening up the body and looking at the organs uh, inside, uh, the coroner instead did a CAT scan, uh, which as we all know is kind of like an x-ray of the internal organs <laughs> to look anatomically were there any significant changes that might have caused her death. For example, a large liver, or maybe some uh, atherosclerosis in the coronary vessels, uh, but he didn't find anything that was suspicious there. And so the CAT scan w uh, was not that helpful. So the next thing that you want to do is to look at uh, uh, the blood work. You want to do blood work so that you can see, for example, in her case, whether she uh, there was a drug overdose <laughs> in her system. Uh, but because he couldn't do an autopsy, that means he couldn't even take any blood or urine. And so, he, uh, you know, he couldn't do that. So so now he, uh, the coroner had to rely on the, or the, uh, the uh, forensic toxicologist had to rely on blood that was taken at the hospital for their use when they when she was first admitted. <clears throat> now, um, the. Uh, so, so the the hospital took blood, but they used most of it, so there wasn't much left. So uh, they could, the coroner couldn't do sufficient testing, but the limited testing that he did uh, indicated that she had some metabolites of uh, of some illicit drugs, but not enough. But metabolites don't tell you anything, and you know they only tell you that uh, you know at some point she consumed these medications, mm -hmm. but. It doesn't tell you how much or when, or so you can't tell whether there was an overdose or not. And so basically what happens is after after all is said and done is that the, the autopsy didn't provide any information. The, uh, the, the toxicology testing was very limited, so you couldn't get sufficient uh, information to make a conclusion. And so now, now uh, he, the coroner has to make a, a decision of what happened here. And basically, there are two specific questions that he has to answer, uh, which I, I'd like your listeners to be aware of, because uh, the, you know they don't talk about this in the popular press. So, for example, the first thing we want to know is what was the cause of death. The cause of death is a biological explanation for how a person died. For example, a drug overdose. A drug overdose, or chemical exposure, or a toxic effects of chemicals, or, or a, a, you know, or, or coronary uh, blockage by plaque, or something like that. You know, a heart attack. So that's cause of death is very specific and scientific explanation. And 99% of the time, I would say, there is no uh, dispute for what the cause of death was. The the other thing, so in her case, uh, uh, just to be uh, to complete the uh, the story here, in her case, the autopsy you couldn't do an autopsy, couldn't do blood work, but yet he had to come up with a with a conclusion on the cause of death. And so the next thing that he did was look at the medical records, and in the medical records he saw that uh, she had been suffering from sleep apnea over many years. Now. For those of you who don't know what sleep apnea is, it's basically you stop breathing for a few seconds and then you have to be woken up or or uh, there are also uh, various uh, machines, for example, that that assist you in your breathing uh, so that you, uh, you know, you don't 
stopped breathing for a long time. And so she's been she's been uh, suffering from sleep apnea for some time, and and the absence of other other possible causes for her death. Not to say that there weren't any, but any that he could identify. So he concluded she died from sleep apnea. The so in that case he had to make a conclusion. But then the other thing that he had to decide is what was the manner of death. Now the manner of death, of which there are five categories, is and they are. An either a natural death, for example, uh, an accidental death, homicide, suicide, or if none of these fit the, the uh, mold, then it would be undetermined. Now, in this case, as you can see, there's a fifth category, undetermined. So if the other four uh, categories do not fit uh, you know, the, the evidence, then you can have undetermined. So in, in Carrie Fisher's case, um, the coroner uh, concluded that they cause of death was sleep apnea, the manner of death was undetermined. Hmm. The reason it was undetermined because he, he you know he couldn't he didn't have enough information and he couldn't do all the testing that he needed in order to conclude one way or the other, whether in her case, for example, her death was either accidental, homicide or suicide. So uh, so I thought that was a very interesting case and that gave me the idea to look at other cases and mm -hmm. that's how I looked at the other twenty two. Harry, I'll tell you what, I used to, uh, I do a morning show in town as well, and, and this show has been on the air for 10 years, been on the on, on digital for 10 years now, and I used to talk to Carrie Fisher about, oh, three, four, five times a year. She'd pop on eh, every couple of months, every two, three months, something like that. Very, very outspoken person, a very nice person, a caring person, and she used to bring up the fact that she didn't think she was going to live that long quite often. Hmm. It's rather hmm. interesting. Yeah, well, that wouldn't surprise me in some manner because, right. uh, because again, she you know she was into pharmaceutical, into drugs, illicit drugs, mm -hmm. and and she admitted that, and of course she had sleep apnea as well that, that she basically kept hidden. Uh, so she had some risk factors, you know, but uh, but you know we all have some some degree of uh, control of our lives, and uh, and in her case, you know, she had. Uh, you know the drugs issue, so uh, which she, which she had difficulty controlling. So that certainly didn't help matters at all. Yeah, no question about it. It just it makes one sad because she. I don't know how old was she when she died. Sixty. Well, she was only sixty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was very very sad. I remember hearing that she had died. It just uh, she was a very nice. She was. I tell you what, she was tough. She would put up with zero crap, I can guarantee that. But she's a very nice person once you got to know her. And she just, uh, I do miss talking to her. I will tell you that. I do, I really miss talking to her. Well, the thing about, uh, and I appreciate that she, uh, the thing about my book is that people, that what people get out of it, you know, and what I try to do is not only tell you about the science, basically to teach science to non-scientists so they can understand how the, the coroner determines, you know, how people died. But not only that, but they also learn about the individual uh, as a person, not just as a celebrity. Mm -hmm. So, so this way, they, they, you know, a lot. I get a lot of comments from the readers that they uh, they enjoyed the book because not only do they learn the science, they also find out what the person is really like. So, let's say in terms of Carrie Fisher, for example, um, you know, she, uh, she uh, you know, her father was Eddie Fisher, right? And, right. And her mother, you know, and, and so he was Jewish. Her mother was not. And, and yet, uh, there was a lot of Judaism in, in her background. You know, her, fa her father was Jewish. Her stepfather was Jewish. 
She married uh, uh, Simon, uh, Paul Simon, and he was Jewish. So there was a lot of Jewish in her background, even though she, uh, you know, she didn't practice, if you, I, I, I believe. So that may or may not have played some role in why the family uh, uh, refused to give yeah. permission for autopsy to be yeah. done. Because, I see. Mm-hmm. You know, in the Jewish religion, they, generally speaking, they don't, uh, you know, they don't know, uh, they don't do autopsies. So. Not to say that they can't, but they don't. Right. So, can I ask so one may- thing? Can I ask one thing though? There are some of these celebrities that pass away, and it seems kind of sketchy how they died. There's toxicology, but in the interim, <laughs> the person is laid to rest or cremated, and and you know they're no longer available to be examined again. And then it takes two months, three months for the toxicology to come back. If they find out that there is something wrong at that point, it's kind of a moot point, isn't it? How do you how do you prosecute or go any further if the body's already been destroyed? Yeah. So so if if you go into a cremation, well, that usually t- it happens like within twenty four to forty eight hours of death, and and that of course uh, eliminates a lot of the evidence, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and usually, if you do cremation, you don't necessarily take uh, take blood work in in advance of that. You know, at at because of no autopsy, so you don't, you know, blood work is not usually done. On rare, on rare occasions, uh, the family might ask, take the blood work, but don't, you know, don't open up the body, for example. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a uh, kind of a hit and miss or uh, depending on the situation, if you will, uh, if there's any, any sort of suspicion uh, that something untoward happened here, you know, then then police goes that extra mile. But but generally speaking, um, you know, uh, if there's no suspicion, you know, they don't do an autopsy, they don't do any blood work, uh, possibly they do cremation, and and uh, you know, and, and, and well, and, and like I said, you have to have you have to have some sort of a uh, you know, like like any uh, police investigation, you have to have some sort of a, a reason to conduct. You know the next step in this case an autopsy so um so if there's no suspicion and the family does not give approval well that's the end of that but i can go in for a job interview and have to do a blood or urine test in order to make sure that i'm not addicted to drugs and they get responses back in 48 hours a major celebrity dies and it takes two months to get any kind of toxicology doesn't that seem strange yeah well the the, realistically, I don't think this, the two months, uh, two months, I don't think it takes two months to do the blood work. That's, you know, it shouldn't take more than a week, let's say, at the most, uh, to actually do the blood work. But then, you know, you do the blood work, you have to analyze the results, you want to put it together with the rest, rest of the picture, which is the autopsy, the, the uh, police report in terms of what happened and, and the circumstances surrounding the death so you know you put all that together before you release it to the public if you will mm-hmm. so uh so you know they might have a good idea what happened earlier but they're not quite ready to make that announcement so um but but laboratory testing itself should not take more than about a week and and just to be clear when we talk about laboratory testing what are we talking about well what we're talking about is um is let's say you know you eat the blood or urine or both and and that's generally what you do but in some cases you also take you might take hair follicles you might take uh, uh, various tissues from the liver or or brain for example and which and those tests take uh, take longer that's for sure but the blood and the urine that's fairly quickly and, and, and that's kind of like a two-step process 
the first the first step you do a uh, what I call a quick and dirty analysis, which is uh, which is a, a screening test. Uh, basically, what it does is uh, it's like I said, it's a quick test. You know, you can get the result very quickly, and and uh, and, and what it tells you is it's a plus or minus kind of an answer. So it tells you whether uh, there is, let's say, opioids in the system, but it doesn't tell you which opioid or how much. Not only that, it's also subject to false positives and false negatives. So it just kind of gives you an indication of what to do next. And so if you get, for example, a positive opioid test in the screening test, not a positive opioid result in the screening test, you then do the next step. The next step is a, a more specific test uh, for opioids. Uh, and, and, and generally speaking, you have a uh, you may have a, uh, a, a, a uh, an idea about which opioid might be, so you might be very specific for that test. And that's a one, one it's a much, it, it's more time consuming, more expensive, but it's also more more accurate. And it's and it not only definitive in terms of identifying, but also definitive in terms of quantifying. And, and what you want is quantifying the amount of a drug in blood not necessarily the amount of drug in the urine. Why is that? Because the urine only tells, as we all know, okay, they, they get urine at autopsy from, directly from the urinary bladder, okay? What does that mean? It means that whatever drugs are in the urine have, have already been excreted from the body be, into the bladder, okay? Mm -hmm. so, the, so basically the amount that you find in the urine which, as we all know, can be you know can can ar arrive at the, in the bladder over some lengthy period of time. So um, so it's, it doesn't tell you whether, for example, a person was impaired or or had a drug overdose. It only tells you that at some point the person uh, consumed that drug. It may be as long as a week earlier, depending on how much you find and which drug, but it could be 24, 48 hours longer. And, and so that's the, the urine is good to know uh, qualitatively uh, that the person was on a certain medication, but it doesn't tell you anything about impairment. For that, you need the amount, the specific amount of a specific drug in blood uh, because the amount in the blood will tell you when you compare it to what we already know about that drug and, and its concentration in blood from the scientific literature, that will tell you whether or not the person was impaired, whether he had an overdose, whether, whether the drug was in the therapeutic range. Uh, so that's what we need. What we need is blood work more so than, than urine analysis. Tom here with my good friend, CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, I was out in Maple Grove the other day, saw your new branch that's under construction. It's looking great. Thanks, Tommy. We're very excited to open our new Maple Grove branch in the Arbor Lakes area later this year. Well, the way I do math, that's the sixth North American Banking Company, and you only have five fingers. How'd you get to six? I used my computer. <laughs> <laughs> we better not ad-lib. All right, we won't ad-lib. Never mind. People will... Well, well, you're not mean. that good at it. Oh, yes, yeah, that's true. That's, you know, we have locations in Roseville, 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, and Shoreview. One thing I like about being a North American Banking Company customer is I can do a lot of my banking online or on your mobile app, but sometimes it helps to go in and talk to one of your friendly bankers in person. Everybody loves when you visit, Tommy. 
We hope to see you in Maple Grove soon. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. No. No, it, it really wasn't very surprising. I mean, if we look at the uh, group of 23 people I reviewed here, they're all in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Now, we know, we already know from just from lay articles that uh, that hard drugs, you know, are rampant in, in, in that in that uh, environment. And um, and, and uh, not only in, in, in the film industry, but also in the in the uh, uh, you know, the musical industry, music industry. So, um, so in this case, since my 23 people were primarily in the entertainment industry, it, it didn't, it didn't, um, it wasn't surprising. But what I want to point out is the, the the thing that is surprising is that yes, some of them, many of them, died from drug overdoses. That is to say, taking much, much too much. Right. Okay. But on the other hand, some of them died from what we call is polypharmacy, that is to say, taking several drugs at therapeutic range mm-hmm. in therapeutic amounts, but because these drugs have the same toxicological effect, for example, uh, sed- the sedatives, so if you take, let's say, five different sedatives, oh. uh, mm-hmm. well, even though they're therapeutic range, their toxicological effect is combined, and now and now you may wind up uh, dead just because you took five different sedatives that all have the same effect. So, uh, in some cases, you know that that is a major problem, and because not only in terms of um, taking five drugs at a therapeutic range that you think are safe, but in fact are not when when combined. The fact of the matter is that these are we're talking about adults here who should know better, if you will, you know, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet, and and yet they don't. And so, in in some cases, you get this poly. They die from polypharmacy as opposed to dry, dying from a drug overdose. What a story! Amazing. Now, book two, uh, former President uh, George Washington's name pops up, huh? Yeah. So uh, again, like I said, uh, people want me to write a, another book, and I and I will. So the, the book one, the book two is uh, you know famous and infamous people. Mm-hmm. I, should, I should point out that I'm writing my third one now in the series. It's 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 the deaths of not so famous people, hmm. uh, and, and that basically is about people who uh, uh, people who basically had their 15 minutes of fame when they died, but but generally speaking, they're not well known. So. Uh, but based on their on their deaths, they be, you know, which were unusual for various reasons, they became famous for those fifteen minutes. Well, let me give you my email address then, so when I go, I'm ready for book number seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, uh, and I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate that. That's um, the eight minutes of fame book. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, I'll change <laughs> topics by by then, but. But at any rate, uh, we are talking now about book number two, which just came out a, a week ago. And and so I picked famous and infamous people. And in this case, we have 36 as opposed to the first one had 23. Mm-hmm. This one has, this one has 36 
famous and infamous people. So they they uh, arranged like the other one in chronological order based on uh, time of death. So the first one is George Washington, and the last one uh, totally different, Naya Rivera, uh, an actress in Glee, for the uh, oh yeah right. She passed away world. drowning, right? Yeah, correct. So. Uh, and in between, we have a bunch of different famous and infamous people. Uh, so just to give you an idea, the second one, for example, is Napoleon Bonaparte. Um, then we have uh, Rasputin. And then uh, and then another infamous person, uh, 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 Albert Anastasia, uh, one of the, uh, the boss of the Anastasia crime family. Right. And then we continue on with uh, Charles Whitman. Now, Charles Whitman, if you, uh, I don't know if anybody recalls, but yep. he was the, uh, the shooter, uh, the Texas Tower shooter, mm-hmm. uh, the University of Texas Tower shooter. He went up. He went up to the top of the Texas Tower and uh, top of the tower, the University of Texas, and started shooting people. Eventually, he was killed by the by police officers. And I kind of describe. Uh, so obviously, he died from from bullet wounds. But the but the question in his case was he also had a brain tumor and the question was uh, which they found at autopsy and so the question was how how if any if anything did that affect his behavior that day so that make, kind of makes it an interesting case I thought so I I went and, you know and explained that um, and then of course we have many others uh, some of the uh, other people in the entertainment industry are Johnny Carson. Uh, Maurice Gibb, one of the Bee Gees. Uh, we have um, uh, George uh, George Harrison from the Beatles, Anthony Bourdain, and others. So I think uh, uh, you know your readers, your listeners would be uh, would be happy to read this book. I would think, Doctor Millman, that uh, from book one, book two, and moving on to book three now, is is a high level of stress a part of this? These it seems like very stressful jobs to me. Well. Uh, Perhaps, perhaps, you know, they, they are obviously stressful jobs. You know, you're constantly trying to stay on top. Right. Uh, and, uh, and, and there's always competition. And you have to also be very creative. You, ca- you constantly have to be creative, come up, come up with something new. Let's say if you're a, a band or, a, you know, a singer or, or even, a, even an actor looking for that next movie. So, so yeah, it's a, it's, it's a stressful, but, but there are a lot of jobs that are stressful. I mean, being a doctor is stressful, sure. you know, testifying in court like me, like I do, that's very stressful. And, you know, and so there's more to that, more to deciding to take pharmaceuticals or shooting yourself or, or whatever. Uh, there's more to it than just stress. So it could be, you know, different people, you know, part of it's the, it's their constitution, the way they're they're made up, and how they think, and what they do, and how they respond. So, to you know, to stressful situation. Um, I, I'm writing now another chapter, you know, a chapter for my next book, and this stress over there. And in that case, it was a murder suicide. So, uh, that was that was the conclusion of of that stress. So, uh, different people act differently. Uh, so. It, I, I don't know that you can generalize, but uh, but certainly stress is an issue in, in the entertainment industry. Yeah, I mean, in, in politics and entertainment, I mean, you go down the list of things. Uh, you talk about, uh, oh, God, what was that Puke's name in New York with his own island? Jeffrey Epstein, you talk about him in your book, too. Yes. So, 
you know, so as we all know, aside from his background, which, by the way, I, re I reviewed the background of all these individuals, oh, both, okay. in, both in book one and book two. So you get to familiarize yourself with who they are, because not everybody knows all these people. Not all the readers know all these various people, especially from different generations. Um, so, you know, with Jeff Jeffrey Epstein, obviously, he, you know, he died. Uh, as we all know, he, he, he hung himself. And, and, and I talk about that. But but uh, the, the the real takeaway is uh, how does hanging uh, cause death? You know, right? Um, because there are three types of there are at least three types of, of hanging. You know, there's judicial hanging, there's suicide hanging, there's homicide hanging, and each one of those, you know, you might have different different uh, uh, way by which the noose, if you will, kills you. Um, so, uh, and I and I talk about that. And you can see all that in the autopsy. Patekia. Patekia. <laughs> oh, Patekia. Harry A. Millman, Ph.D., ladies and gentlemen. There are all kinds of book one, book two, book three is about to come out. Harry, Harry, where did you grow up? So uh, if you can't tell from my accent, I'm from uh, originally from Queens, New York. You're kidding. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> although although I, I i left new york in uh, 1968 uh so it's been a while but i can't oh. seem to lose my accent <laughs> no i love your accent and dr millman the reason i brought it up is i would love to hear I'd, I'd like to go to the doctor one time get an exam and then harry a millman doctor would tell me i told you you're fine yeah <laughs> and i wish i could do that but unfortunately i'm, I'm not an md i know you're not i know so I don't see any patients. No, but, I um, understand. I don't have any patients either. So there you go. What do you think of that? Dr. Harry A. Millman, come back soon. We'll talk to you about book three soon, I hope. Well, let's hope so. Uh, it's in the works, and I certainly will keep you posted. All right. Thanks, thanks, Harry. Good talking to you, Thank sir. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Bye. Harry A. Millman, Ph.D., ladies and gentlemen, forensics books one and two, the science behind the deaths of famous people. See, I wouldn't like one doctor to go, you're fine, don't worry about it. That'd be good, wouldn't it? It sure would. You don't like it? Well, if you would go to the doctor, maybe they would say that. I was talking to the guy yesterday, and I told him uh, yeah, your buddy died of uh, hanging. <laughs> I love that guy's accent. The, that I'm Queen's sorry. accent is the I greatest. I was a little late picking up after the storm last night. I oh, my. I had to move a track. tree out of our driveway. I lost track. Did um, you see the tree? The tree? I yeah, saw a branch, a, a big branch. No, I thought it was a tree. It was just one branch of a, another tree. I thought it was yeah. like a little. We got like some big old trees around our house. Yeah, we do. That's true. Uh, yeah, so I, I lost track a little bit. But um, it, he he seems like he was a he's a teacher to me. Yeah, yeah, kind does of he, sounds like. I think he's. He, uh, he doesn't need a host for a radio show to no. talk to him. No, <laughs> no. So this is how it happens. Ask me why, because this is where you go. It's just like everything. He'd ask his own question. I'm like, this is. Uh, I this love kid's the guy. Great. Yeah, he was. I thought he was terrific. I thought he was a great guest. I, I just, I don't know. It, like I said, when Catherine and I lived in New York there for a few years back in the early '80s, and I, I, I loved him. I. You know, the more, hey, how you doing today? None of your business. You know, I love that stuff. I used to actually kind of fake a New York accent so people wouldn't ask me where absolutely. I was from. Absolutely. <laughs> are you from Canada? Oh, oh they yeah. all, yes, they Canada. do. They think Minnesotans yes. are all from and Canada. And then I had to say I was from Minnesota, and then they'd always look disappointed. Oh, Fargo? 
Yeah, exactly. That's what oh, we yeah. oh yeah. you're from Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Do you live in an yeah. igloo? Yeah. Yeah. No. I did, yeah, no. I did an internship mm. in New York, and the first day, one of the people asked, so it snows just all year round then? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just yes. all year round. No. I was like, it actually, fun fact. It gets much hotter than it, it does gets, in New York here. It has the biggest temperature swings in the country. Yes, it does. I, uh, it's hottest there and coldest. 25 years ago, Catherine and I went down to Florida, and I'm playing in a golf tournament with a guy named Doug Dawson. <clears throat> And uh, the guy he goes, yeah, we went together and kind of, kind of figured it out. So we, because it was Johnny Barr, of course. I was like, Doug Dawson yes. doesn't sound like that. No, no, no. Johnny Barr was talking <laughs> was about. He's from goes, Alabama originally. He's from <laughs> Alabama. Oh, Roll Tide. Yeah, roll Tide. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. He's always Roll Tide. Tide. Man with those people. Oh, very quickly about Johnny Barr. Johnny is not a big fan of Barack Obama. Not a fan at all. So he's got a golf bag. And he went to Alabama, so on his golf bag it just said Bama. So some guy put an O in front of it, so it said Obama. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was yeah. very, very, he glued a big O in front of the Johnny's Bama. Johnny's what you call down south a good old boy. He's a good old boy. but yeah. this And he was serious. He wasn't kidding. I uh, said, we put people together kind of, you know, from the same area and all the rest of it. Like we got a bunch of people from Alabama. They're playing together, some people from Georgia. <laughs> Then we got Tommy and Doug Dawson playing together because they're both from Canada. And I said, I'm from Minnesota. Well, that's Canada, isn't it? (laughs) No, no, it's not Canada. Canada light. (laughs) Canada light, exactly. He literally thought that Minnesota was in Canada. Like, or oh, you say yeah. Minneapolis, and they're like, oh, Indiana? Indiana. <laughs> like, how is Indiana better known than Minnesota? Yeah, how is from, Indianapolis? If you're from Illinois... Anywhere in the vicinity of Chicago, people, where you, where'd you grow up? Around Chicago. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. oh, Southside? And I'm like, no, 22 miles west in the white bread suburb of Medina. But oh, everybody yes. just owns Chicago. Yeah. Like, oh, you yes. could be any part of Illinois. Where are you from? Uh, Chicago. Oh, oh yeah. what part of Chicago? Rockford. Yeah, the Rockford, Chicago. But you can get the gist of it, though. Although it's like how Rockford. everything, every soda is Coke in the South, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. Isn't Coke it? adjacent, really you know, close enough. Oh, it's all yeah. Coke. What kind of Coke do you want? Weird. I'll have uh, Dad's root beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what you do. They do. So it's so bizarre. You're absolutely Coke, macaroni. soda, pop, depends on where you land yeah. on the spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and macaroni and cheese is on the vegetable side of mm. the menu. Yeah, mac- vegetable <laughs> macaroni. <laughs> well, kind of, you know, it's got some grain in it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Canada, it's craft dinner down there, or up there, so it's a complete meal. Craft dinner? What? Craft macaroni and cheese is called craft dinner. Oh, craft! Oh. It's called craft dinner in Canada. Yeah. It was for oh, me in college too. Was it yeah. exactly craft dinner? I can afford was twenty eight cent boxes of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I wasn't the ramen guy. I went. Oh. I went one step up. Oh. I've never had a fancy ramen. one in the dorm. <sighs> you know, here, just open your mouth. I'll throw a bunch of uh, salt packets in there and three dry noodles. There's ramen. Yeah. <laughs> there's ramen. Yeah, yeah, I'll run a run a. Uh... Well, there's real ramen that you get at a <clears throat> proper yes. noodle right. shop. Yeah. This place really in Maple good. Grove called Ichido, which is really good. <laughs> It's, it? the, it's like the only ramen shop in the state, as far Where as I it? know. It's in uh, Arbor Lakes, is it? That, oh, really? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Arbor Lakes, the mall. Yeah, yeah. The mall, yeah. Yep. Oh. Yep. And there's a lot of ramen shops around in Minneapolis where you don't want to go anymore. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> there's a place in Edina near the Whole Foods called Master Noodle that I've wanted to try. Master Noodle. That is a very Japanese name. It was a like Buffalo a Wild Wings, and now it's a that's true. Funny. Master noodle is a very Japanese yes. thing to say, isn't it? Yes, what it is. happened to Buffalo Wild Wings? How did any of them ever close? They were taking D-dubs? over the world. 
I think the COVID, it was like the place where you meet up and watch sports and that kind of thing, and no one wanted to do that for two years. Well, that so. and the fact that everybody's going away from the the pumped-up wings. Yeah, hot remember wings are a get, fad. Well, not, not even that. It was Remember, you'd go in and you'd get wings, and they were a good three inches long and meaty, and now they're doing the, like, more of the natural chicken and the free range of the, the, oh, right, the size of my thumb, yeah. and you're still paying a buck a piece for them. Oh, so, yeah. so the chickens weren't lifting weights; they were giving them hormones. <laughs> I, I, I can't <laughs> confirm or deny <laughs> that. They so. just put weighted vests on the chickens. Yeah, yeah but I do yes. know that a lot of the the, the restaurants now stri- stray away from those, and you can tell because you go in and the chicken wings are bite size, uh, and that's it. But yep. they're, but the prices are still the same. Yeah, well, you just get boneless. It's Good not old the same. boneless. I, like not, feel I like, agree. Uh, I like to feel like the great hunter. I want to fight like my man. food a little bit. Did you know that people under 30 years old will not eat chicken wings on the bone? I don't know. They what don't the want to touch wall. the bone. Well, my, what? what do you you make up these things? I'm not <laughs> making it. Was, I covered it on the news, as a matter well, of fact. I'm sure they don't prefer fake it, news. but it's not. Fake news. I don't think they'd be like, oh, gross, a bone. See, I like it with a bone better. Yeah, me too. It's got a better flavor to me. It's got, well, yeah, you get the yeah. you get the texture of the, do, of the yeah. bone and the marrow bleeding hmm, into the. Yeah. Bleeding. We don't have to throw that part in. It's bleeding. I know the Well, I mean, the flavor bleeds into the. Really? That's why they make like bone marrow soup because of the flavor and everything. You're right. Have you ever had blood pudding? Oh, blood. God, no. Oh, yeah. God. See, so there are some things. That that's kind of blood. where you draw Cheesecake, the line. <laughs> pumpkin pie, carrot cake, and blood pudding. Just the names of them will not, I won't eat them. No? Cheese Cheesecake cake. just sounds so disgusting. Cheesecake right. is a gross <laughs> I love cheese. I love cake. The idea of the brought together, I'm, but I'm sick of it. Well, it's like if you it. think so about it, like. Developing. Yeah. It's cream cheese. It's cream and cheese. And it's not cheese. It's cream. It's on it Velveeta. Should, it should be cream cheesecake, really. I can't do it. Ugh, just the oh. sound of it. I can't and then like do pumpkin it. pie just looks like mm, tasty. vomit in a cracker shell. It doesn't I don't look get great, it. but oh, it no, tastes I agree. Good. I agree. It's terrible. Just put some whipped cream on there. Then no, I've just got the, I've got the taste terrible. buds of an eight-year-old. I like mm, chicken I tenders it. and hot dogs and mm, hamburgers and pizza and uh, Totino's pizza guy. rolls. My six Lunchables. and four-year-old yeah. eat more fancy things than you. Do you guys remember the the movie Cocoon? Yeah, no. Right? Yeah. Oh, great Alex, great you movie, would love right? That movie. Yep. Uh, Steve Gutenberg, you've got Donna Michi yep. and yep. Jessica Tandy, all these people. Yeah. So I just, Wilford Brimley. Wolf, th- oh, I was gonna bring yeah. this up. Dude, See? I am now five years older than Wilford Brimley was when he made that movie. Well, what? Well, Wilford, Wilford Brimley, Brimley always looked like he was 70. I know. <laughs> he, Even when he was, he was 30. 50 it sounds years like old he was born 70. Yeah. Wilford Brimley. Yeah, yeah. I, know. Right. I got the this diabetes. Yeah. He, he does uh, have diabetes. No, he did. doesn't anymore. Is yeah. he dead? Yeah. Uh, but he oh. died well, he at age 80 like a few away. years ago. And I'm like, wasn't he 80 when he filmed Cocoon? I know. He looked like He was only 50 years old. Really? It's like some people just have that youthful look and some have an... Yeah, Larry, Larry King? Can you imagine Larry King young? Oh, no. God, no. Yeah, I don't He's think it, would, it wouldn't make sense. Wilfred Brimley had the greatest <laughs> line in the history of movies when he said, you'll never grow old and you'll never die. Remember that from mm-hmm. Cocoon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I always liked him. I googled Wilfred Brimley young, and he has to be at least 50 in most of these pictures. So that's that's, that's young. young for Wilford Brimley. He does he not. Like a kid. I, I posted the picture and I'm like, I am now five years older than this guy from Cocoon, who was in an elderly care facility in that movie. Well, we well some people know. are just some people just age 90 poorly yeah. when they're fifty. That yeah, that's bonkers. very true. Like I know some people that I, I'm just like you're. 
Clearly a thousand. Yeah. Well, fifty five. What I love is when somebody's supposed to be sixty in a movie and they they're they like are eighty in real life, but they're playing sixty and it's like mm. Oh well and like four, like thirty it. year olds are playing high schoolers yeah. constantly. I know. Well, that started. You have to shave way five times when, a right? day. I love the, the welcome yeah. back Cotter. Oh yeah. <laughs> Every one of the high school students yeah. are in their late twenties, early thirties. Yeah, I know. Vinny Barbarino. Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. Well, that's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Rob. Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant i have that's to ask you guys cool. a question yes because i can't I don't know if I'll ever get used to this. Yes. You know, Demi Lovato, was she a singer? Yes. I don't they. know. They. They is a good? singer, yes. Not no, anymore. She just switched she's back. not a they anymore. She's a she she's again? Yeah. No, she's, she's all of it now, I think. Oh, she switched all again. Okay, because she what made a grand announcement. She changes a few her pronouns every other day. Okay. What do you mean? Well, here's the problem that I have. all of them now. That yeah, means doesn't make they. Sense. That's well, all of them. I don't understand why. we. I might be able to start talking one of these days. Jesus. Demi Lovato revealed they were non-binary last year. Yes. You can't say one person is they. It's like, are they coming over? If you don't, is she coming over? over? Is he well, coming you over? Just say, are they? Are they come? No, they is like more than one, isn't it? It can be used Part as a single, a singular. Yeah. But it is interesting that you're trying to identify yourself as a soul. This is my me individually. I'm they. That yeah, does they, seem them. contradictory. Yeah, because yeah. then you're That's part of a, a larger. But, yeah, whatever. I mean, I don't care. Call yourself whatever you want, but it makes no sense. I think it's just the closest thing that they can get to... We don't have a word. Heaven. We don't have a yeah. singular, agendered 
pronoun. They tried to do like Z that's or just, something oh yeah, Z, like that. Yeah, they were like, like an alien. It, yeah, they were like, yeah. just makes it sound like alien people, which mm-hmm. is not any not be- better. <laughs> so <clears throat> just do the Japanese thing and never use pronouns ever. Yeah, there was refer to everyone by their name all, at all Constantly. the times. There was another one that happened last week, and I don't understand this one. And again, you can say whatever you want. I'm not criticizing anybody, but it doesn't make any sense to me. Is what I'm saying is. What were you assigned at birth? What do you mean assigned? Yeah, it's... It makes no sense to us. Unless you believe in God, and then God assigned you as a boy or a girl. But who else would assign you? Well, they and if you don't believe in God, who's assigning you? Your birth certificate says you're a boy or a girl. But that's not assignment. It's just revealing what you are. No, gender is a construct, Dad. Oh, God. I, you know, I, and again, you live your life however you want to live it and all the rest of it, but stop making stuff up as you go along. How okay. about that? So Demi Lovato is using she, her, yep. again. Demi Lovato she revealed is. that she, they were non-binary last year and switched to they, them pronouns. Now the singer reveals she is once again using her he, she, he, oh, excuse me, she, her pronouns, although she will also continue to use. This is a, na- a story in the national news. I know. Exactly. Well, she's a it's, very famous singer. It's and a, she's been in. Who cares? She's been in the limelight a lot for different like mental health struggles. Oh, she has. Um, well, she's had a, like disorders. a bunch of strokes, eating and disorders. Stuff, so. She was in b- different facilities for different reasons. There's all sorts of things. Well, see, and that's why I said I don't. You call yourself whatever you want. I wasn't criticizing her or anybody else. I just don't get it. Yeah. That's what all I'm saying is like I am who I am. You don't like it? Get the hell away from me. Right? It's just a trend. You think it's just a trend? Look, yes, if, if she wants to be they, them, she, her, what I fine with me, I don't care. But why keep changing it? I don't understand that. Because, because. she said she was feeling more feminine lately. Well, it gets her in the news, that's why. And well, we're talking about her. So this is all about money. Yes. Or like Fame. attention, anyway. Although I know somebody that worked on set with Demi for Demi's project, the UFO show she did. He, they, I'm sorry, whatever the pronoun is. She's a she. You're allowed to call her a she again. And like the day she announced it to the news, Mm -hmm. one of the guys on set referred to her as a her and she blew up. Mm. And and they're like, first of all, you gotta give me a couple days. You just released it. And this guy's 63 years old. Yeah. Not reading the the trade mags to see what uh, what everybody's uh, deal is, you know? Yeah. Some school teachers are um, wearing. Uh, buttons every day and giving kids buttons for so, what so they can wear what their pronouns are that day uh, none of your business how about that that's my button. teacher that's my pronoun if i'm a teacher right yeah well, it's like we went to a restaurant same. that had a wait person that had their name wouldn't it, it be a wait they, is that person with a lie and it said they them on their right fine I, and again i don't care well, I but think I just, a button is a useful thing, yeah, really, it, because yeah, if you're going like, to change your gender uh, every it's good week, then But then you can there just... also has to be some patience involved during yeah, the yeah, exactly. thing, because I, I might yeah. not glance at your button, and if I look at you and you're dolled up with makeup and I refer to you as a woman, you can't be like, I am a they-them. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Well, there's probably some other ish- yeah. underlying issues if they're going to get that angry oh, about but, it. Well, Demi Lovato has, like... 
relatively severe brain damage. Oh, she does? From what? From what? She has had a bunch of strokes. Really? I think really? she has. I think she's had a TBI. How old is oh she? Uh, she's like not terribly. Late 20s? That's what early I thought. 30s? Like, I think she's, she's 29. Why does she, she have a lot of strokes? That yeah. age? Uh, I don't know. It could be Might like a from, genetic thing. Or it could have been from the eating disorder issues. Oh, uh, it was, yeah. it was yeah. from because. drugs and under eating. Oh, yeah. that'll yeah. do it. So, like, yeah, she's yeah, she said three strokes and a heart geez, attack. That's terrible. So, she's got, yeah, her brain is a little messed up. Yeah. Well, like, I had a friend that transitioned from male to female and i remember she just would complain constantly about if someone calls me sir or my like his dead name that's what they call Mm -hmm. their name that they dead name yeah it's called their dead name um one more time and she would get so mad about it and i'm like you have been female for like two weeks yeah i know like yeah give people some time like i understand but you have to also understand that it's going to take people who have known you for years or your entire life or whatever to mentally be able to make that Mm -hmm. see absolutely so looking back the italians i grew up with were right because they referred to everybody men and women as hey asshole yeah, maybe you should just do that. <laughs> yeah, just do that. Easier. Or you see, I think that's the greatest. Hey. Say, asshole. What do you What do you want? I don't look. I'm not criticizing Demi Lovato or any of the rest of it. I just, you know, you've got to give people a little, a, a few breaths to catch up, and they just don't do that. I'm not saying she. I don't know her, but you know, she's a. So was she a drug addict? Is that why your brain blew up or something? Uh, yeah. What did yeah, she do? What terrible. drugs did she do? Let's see here. Well, it is sucky the way they treat uh, a lot of the, well, all celebrities. You know, you're you're a kid. You you've got to you've got to remain this look. You've got to remain this weight. Well, if you're gonna put on weight, we're gonna have to find somebody else to replace. That's a lot of pressure to put on anybody. But could you imagine yeah. a kid and a kid's like yeah. well, this yeah. taste of fame and fortune and money? And I'll give my daughters credit because we I just got approached from a, a production company and they're like, "What if we do a show centered around you and your kids?" And it's kind of this next generation of ghost hunters. And I said, I'll ask. And my daughters are like, "Hell no!" I said, "Why not?" And they said, "I see the way these people treat." You know the women oh, yeah. on TV. Oh yeah. I don't. I can't get online and see them calling me fat or pointing out my acne or they don't yeah. like my hair. That'll just destroy me. And I was like, boy, yeah. you are. And I said, yeah, but think of the money just to test this and see where the theory went. She goes, I'd rather be poor and yeah. not have people ripping on me. There you go. And I was like, wow, that is smart, very intelligent decision. It's interesting yeah, because you know that. Uh, Wish to be famous is really strong in, yes, it in is. the world for a lot of people. So that's that's great. Okay, I have another question. And again, I'm not criticizing anyone here. I'm trying to learn something mm-hmm. so I have a little patience. Uh, she said, Lovato, who also identifies as queer and pansexual, said she has been feeling more feminine lately. Well, how would she know that? How do you know that you're feeling more feminine or masculine? I wouldn't know. I don't know if I feel masculine. Well, and my question with the whole feminine masculine thing, with all of this, is like femininity and masculinity are a construct made up. Yeah, they are. Right. And like in a lot of ways, I'm kind of masculine in like certain parts of my personality. You're aggressive, yeah. And I just am, I'm not like delicate flower like i'm very emotional but it's like is that feminine well, your dad wouldn't very make emotional. any yeah he's fem he's emotional 
And why are they calling you emotional? I love you. Exactly. It's like I I have a friend who's a gay man, and he's just like, I just don't understand why everyone needs to be putting labels on everything exactly. all the time. And exactly. he's like, why it always needs to be, I'm this now, and now I I'm know. feeling this way. And it's like, because then you're feeding into the whole yep. feminine, masculine. It's one thing if you are, if you transition from male to female, because you're just like, or female to male, because you're like, I don't feel right in the gender that was given to me whatever but just constantly like demi Lava, i don't know again she has she's got mental issues, health yeah. things people that are and, in acting yeah. fields though maybe it's because they do take on different personas personas like yeah. sigourney weaver in the aliens movies is very butch very macho bravado right i mean she and then she can play the character in uh, uh working girl where she's a much more feminine Female, you know, so maybe sometimes, especially if you're younger, maybe you get entrenched in this being that you are for a while. So, yeah. you, so you're feeling more gender neutral as opposed to I'm starting to feel prettier. I'm starting to feel good about who I am, and maybe that's right where it comes from. I don't know. Yeah, See, I don't know, but it's just. I just wish I, I just wish all of the people that are dealing with this. Uh, I don't, like you said, I don't care what title we want to be called. I just hope they're getting the help they need so that they are comfortable with whatever decision they end up making. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to me because it's like, okay, so you can't, you may not define me, but I'll, but I'm defining myself constantly and changing right. my definition all the time. Right. So it's like, you're right. As a it, it is, human. but you know, but that is what you are doing. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean everybody else has to be, you know, monitoring your, definition today of what you are that's yeah. well that's the problem yeah my i don't my daughter hit me up for 20 bucks the other day and i'm like nope don't have it can't give it to you she goes why not and i go because i'm identifying as broke yeah <laughs> well there you <laughs> go nothing to give you go away there you have well look how many years ago are we talking 37 38 years ago 39 years ago uh signed with don buckwald in new york and scott was assigned as my agent Scott introduced himself to me, and I, to this day, think the world of that guy. I haven't talked to him in years, but I love that guy. He introduced himself to me, and I'm a kid from Minneapolis walking into Don Buckwald in New York, and Scott comes up to me and goes, uh, Tom, I'm going to be your assigned agent, and I want you to know I'm the gayest man in New York. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Remember him? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Remember what a great guy I Scott do. was? Yes. He also said something. If you're offended by this word, he used it. He's a gay man, and he didn't mean to hurt anybody. Because uh, I was wearing, I think, uh, maybe a, a Twins hat or something like that, Minnesota Twins baseball cap that day. And he goes, oh, you're a sports fan? I said, yeah, I love baseball, basketball, football, and stuff. I don't like any of that stuff. Well, I do like dyke hockey. <laughs> it's like, okay. What? But he just thought, and the way he said it was funny. Well, Is it okay for a gay man to use that word? I don't know. And that's know. why in, I said it because I, I want to ask In New York, you. I used to spend some time at my friend's, uh, um, my friend's sister's apartment and when we'd stay in New York. Mm -hmm. and um, That's where I lived when I did my... Yeah, mm -hmm. and they had, they had a bunch of, back in those days, VHS, of a show called Dyke TV. Yeah, they did. Yes, it was they a did. very right. you know it was I in New remember. York. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly why I brought it up. I, I don't know if that's an okay word or not anymore. I don't have any idea. I would not say it, is it just if you're in part case. of that 
of the Culture, community. I would guess. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. Speaking of VHS tapes, I wonder uh, if you get tripped up by this. So a VHS tape, what do you call the thing that you play a VHS tape on? A VCR. VCR. Most people would say VHS player. Uh, yeah, they would. You're right. VHS VCR, player. You're right. Video, VCR. Video. Us old cassette recorder. Video, video cassette recorder. Cassette I think yes. Video video recorder. cassette recorder. Yeah. Yep. Video cassette Cassettes. recorder. That's making a comeback. What? Is it really? Yes. Yeah, they're starting to rebuild. It was the worst technology ever oh made. No, no, no. Beta. Audio cassettes were the worst yeah, technology they were. ever. Yes. Worst. Yeah. Those were no. god awful. Eight but VH- tracks were the worst. <laughs> yes. Thing yes. In you the couldn't world. fast forward for them. You just had to chunk to the next section. Oh. Of the... Well, and they constantly were. Um, getting tangled up, up in yeah. the... Oh, cassettes yeah. did that all the time, too, though. Yeah, cassettes did that. They'd get stuck. How many yeah. tapes did yeah. we just destroy? Pull out I just think like, that they just stretch, maybe, when, you know, the yeah, cassette probably. tapes yeah. after probably. they're being used Put the over and over again. And, yeah, the little yeah, pencil. They're exactly... I, I have a feeling they did that on purpose. Number two pencil fits exactly in there. They must have done that on purpose. Be kind, rewind. Mm-hmm. We, have, we had an automatic... Uh, VHS tape rewinder. Yeah. I remember. You did. I know. We were so cool. Yeah. You just put it in there. Little cartridge holder. You put it in, shut it, and it rewinds. Oh yeah, the amount of times I rewound Grease. Yep. We spent a lot of time at Blockbuster. Well, because otherwise you had to hit rewind on the VCR, and it would take like half an hour to rewind to the beginning. Isn't there something sad about the fact that? I kind of miss that going to the video store, looking mm-hmm. at the a lot of shows people do absolutely seeing that just to have that kind of camaraderie and and being around others and having people talk about oh this is great if you haven't seen this movie or kind of being introduced Some, I get overwhelmed looking and it drives Winnie crazy uh, Cassie sorry that's how you guys talk that's how she identifies with you guys yeah uh, at home she identifies as Winnie but she. Uh, like I drive her nuts because I there's so many freaking selections on on all of these streaming platforms that I just watch trailers oh, trying yeah. to figure out what oh, the hell. Yeah, I that's, know. A, that's a male thing. Yep. But it's because it? I need I somebody to kind of. You know, I think this is male a great thing. Show. I think it's faster to go to a video store and pick a show than it is to have Tom Bernard looking yeah, through everything to Absolutely. find something to watch. Yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> Dan's the I same the way. Same thing, I, yeah. I never watch m- movies with Dan unless it's like we're watching this specifically yeah. tonight before it's even watch like Cocoon. because I just it takes if it's just like oh let's watch a movie tonight it's. 40 minutes yep. of just looking at things, reading no, the description, beep, watching beep, trailers. Beep. And I tell him, I don't want to watch a documentary. Walk, reads a bunch of different documentary descriptions. I'm like, Dan, I told you. And he just gets distracted. And I'm just like, okay, I am going to go to bed now. I know. I'd rather, I just lock it right read. in. That's all I No, need. you don't. And then you end up picking the weirdest the most obscure movies what are you talking about? that suck. Yeah. And it's like, like you wouldn't just father wanna, oh, is a like the telekinetic tire. <laughs> what movie? are you talking about? Oh, we all oh, the tire that was chasing you down the street? We all remember the telekinetic I tire. I didn't pick movie. that out. Yes. Andy you did. Oh, no, okay. Right no, I did not. <laughs> yes, he did. There's no way. <laughs> you did it. Welcome to family therapy. <laughs> yeah, honest to God. Except for we don't have a therapist. Yeah. I'll be your therapist. You're all nuts. <laughs> you're all crap. There you go. There's the doctor telling you, you're fine. You're nuts. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Don't worry <laughs> <Right>. about it. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what to tell you. With it. it just... Why will we, and I know that we are, but will we ever get past this? Everybody hates everyone else, Never. and I'm pissed off. I, you just have to, you know, zen out. Not, doesn't affect me. Well, it doesn't, they don't problem. do it to me. Yeah. But that's, you just have to, you hear that, and you're like, 
I yeah. don't receive that. Yeah, your hatred is Off your problem. To, and like, and it's not your true. hatred even, yeah. just like your like Demi Lovato now is a she again. God bless. <coughs> live Apparently, and let it's live. very interesting to people because she is enjoy. I did not know. Very very famous. Yeah, Ooh. she's got great songs. I will give her that. She does. She's got very good singer. Very yeah. catchy songs. Yeah, she would. So yeah. what? What hits does she have? Do I? Would I know any of them? No. Um, probably, probably not. You think you would? No. No. I want to hold no. your hand. Yes. Yeah. I, yes. I think I remember that song. That's, I don't know. Henry no, VIII. You probably you recognize it. Henry VIII. Oh, yeah. um, Great song. Do you remember the song Thrift Shop by Macklemore? No. The. Popping tabs. I'm going to pop some tags. Only got $20 in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that Ten song. Ten years old. What the hell does it that is? mean? It is. Came out of. Well, Macklemore like was only famous for Goodwill like three months. And no, him, he's still uh, your grandfather's clothes and songs. trying to look cool in your. In, uh, it's, it's I wear song. your granddad's clothes. I'm in what? this big ass coat. I got mm. it. Something from that thrift shop down the road. Oh, thrift shop. That's right. Yeah. Yep. It's a fun song. It's just it's very like fun and funny and yeah dad doesn't like fun he does not like to have fun he does not like to have no i just don't like stupid it sounds very stupid to me that's it's just fun and that's a good fun yeah i'd have to hear it i don't i haven't and he seems like a nice guy i want to hold your hand isn't stupid it's just a fun song how is that stupid? I want to hold your hand. I happen to be attracted to you. I'd like to hold your hand rather than force myself it's, on it's you. It's a silly, yeah. it's it's a silly, silly, silly it's a silly, fun I won't rape song. you. It's a silly, fun song. He asked to hold her hand. I think that's wonderful. He doesn't ask. He just I want to hold your hand. Too. It's all it is. I, I find it highly offensive and microaggressive. Oh, how I think it's like how many people dance to Every Breath You Take by the Police. Or that was the big wedding song and it's all about a guy stalking a woman. He's Horrible. watching you. Every yes. breath you take, every song. step you make, I'll be watching you. Oh, I think the dumbest Beatles song is simply having a wonderful Christmas time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, no, that's not a Beatles song. Beatles. Don't hang that on the Beatles. That's, no, that's McCartney. Oh, no, that's McCartney. Yeah. McCartney. John Lennon That was his response to yeah. uh, the Christmas to the, War is Over. Yes. That's a great song. That is a great that song. That Happy Christmas, I just want to throw a punch Christmas, McCartney. Ugh. Oh, it's the worst Christmas. Oh, that's Christmas. terrible. Happy Christmas is awful. Yeah, <laughs> it's a terrible really song. <laughs> Although the waitress's Christmas song, worse. What's that? Uh, yeah, I've I, heard It's just about this real that. bad, I, I can't even. Is it worse or better than um, yeah, the, the English one? Yes, the Oh, oh I love Horrendous. I love that song, but that was my generation when they no. played it across the radio. The Band Aid song, "Do They Know It's Christmas?" No, no not that. No, song. Oh, not what that the one. Hell is that song no. called? Although it's I do called, love oh, that they've rebooted that song four times, and it took four generations before they realized that the line that Bono always sings, "And tonight, thank God it's them instead of you," yeah. really doesn't fit in a charity song because ba- well, basically he's talking about how crappy things are in Africa, and there's no food, there's no water, there's there's nothing, and tonight, thank God, it's them instead of you. Yeah. I know. And now they've changed that line four iterations. Oh, they in. have. Okay. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it only took always... 35 years to get there, but they instead changed it. Instead of you. What is the he... Christmas? Uh... Oh, it's oh, the God. worst the song, and everybody in Britain loves this song, and it is the number one Christmas song. It's the number one Christmas song in Britain. But I think we can all agree. One of the worst cover versions is Stevie Nicks' Silent Night. Oh, my. Never heard of it. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. We played it on. 
We've played it on the podcast before. Barbara Streisand's oh. Jingle Bells. That's pretty Jingle Bells. Annoying as hell, too. So annoying. Yeah. I love Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues. There it is. Yeah, you have to. Can I we listen to a some. little... By the what? How much? The, the Pogues. Pogues. Can you play it on a MIDI Pogues. player for us so it we is... can get by the sensors? I know. It literally... It, uh, it's there just rude. It's just rude. <laughs> and we are back with Stretch's picks. Who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com because life is expensive enough. She doesn't pardon, sound so bad. Pardon the, the language. Pardon the language. I, I'm not going to play that part. It was Christmas Eve. The Pogues? The Pogues. And the drunk tank. <laughs> oh, no. It's pretty bad. It sounds like Bob Geldof after a night of heavy drinking. I know. And then they sang a song. The whole song sounds like that. You didn't sing a song. No, it, it gets a little bit more upbeat on the refrain. The end. <clears throat> what it are the words? Up. Yeah, there's. Okay, I'm sorry for the language, but I have to read this part. Yeah, this is actually part of the song. She's you're a bum. You're a punk. You're an old slut on junk, lying there almost dead on a drip in that bed. You scumbag. You maggot. You cheap lousy faggot. Happy Christmas, you arse. I pray to God it's our last. Jeez. That's the number one song this is like in a Britain. Popular song. In oh I feel God. a little dizzy after reading that because it was so offensive. It's one of like, the worst. Sweating. Yeah, it's awful. It's, that was a hit. It's, it's a huge hit. hit. It's oh, the most God. popular Christmas song in England. I remember oh, Becky. And was Becky, like, she's like, it's so fun. It's just funny and great. I'm like, we're also talking about a British. country that throws the c word around like a that frisbee. Is true. Oh, use the word oh, bloody yeah. in front of them, they get offended. Or spastic. Yes. Yeah. Or spastic. You can't say spastic over there. What does that mean over there? That's so different than here. You don't want to say fanny. No, you can't say Fanny. You can't say Chug. You can't say Chug. Chug? Or Spud. What? Oh, you know, Chug means uh, masturbate in Ireland. Oh. Isn't Spaz like uh, uh, semen? Isn't that what they... Or Spuzz. No, Spuzz. Yeah. Spaz, it means the same thing over there. It's just considered much more offensive. Much more offensive. It's like how the C word means the same thing over here, and it's just just considered very offensive. Yeah, like if somebody says it, we're like... (gasps) Yeah, Whereas exactly. they say it, and it's just like... Well, now that I've been watching Afterlife, I'm getting so yeah. used to it now. Exactly. <clears throat> that is very, very true. I, Afterlife is a great show. We're mm-hmm. about to start season three, as a matter of fact. It's it's beautifully done. It's God, a great it's a great show. show. It I is know, so it makes you tear did up. You ever, did you ever see his movie Ghost Town? No. <clears throat> Watch it. It's a really good... Preachy without being a preachy movie. It's so beautifully done, uh, Ricky Gervais. And it's uh, no, he's a dentist who ends up, uh, 
Well, while he's getting like a tooth pulled or something, they over anesthetize him so he dies for a few minutes and comes back, and now we can see ghosts. And it's it's this really it's it's really clever and fun, and it, it's got that same pathos. Uh, okay, but it's it's I, I'd recommend. It. I think you get a kick out of it. Taya Leone's in it, and uh, I like uh, her. Yeah, and and Ricky Gervais. It's Did a great Ricky show. Gervais have a near death experience or something? No, yeah. he doesn't. Yeah, I feel believe. like he's got why, a couple why movies. Is, why of... is he like? I think well, he takes the jobs he gets hired for, but I don't think his whole deal is he doesn't believe in an afterlife. He'll tell right. you in all of his comedy yeah. specials. He doesn't believe in an right. afterlife. Doesn't believe in God. Mm-hmm. He thinks you're an idiot if you do, and and has no problem pulling punches explaining why. Mm-hmm. But I think he also understands the pathos of of struggling with that and what is that's why i think in afterlife he's so attached to those videos is because he has no hope that there will be a moment he'll see her again oh it's this is his only connection to his wife for eternity okay and it's a beautiful love story but it's also really painfully sad that Mm -hmm. you know but but he plays that character so well he does i have a question so how are you an idiot if you believe in God? And I'm not saying I do, but how are you an idiot if you believe in God? Because when you die, if there's no God, you'll never know it. So what's the difference? It's called Pascal's Wager. If there is a God, yeah. then you should believe in him because it matters. If there isn't a God, then I, I think yeah, the it doesn't people matter. that are offended by it are the ones that have a very good point that this, this all-powerful, all-omnipotent, loving being, more people die for his name yeah. than any no, other. No, I understand that. So I get the point of trying to drive home. Stop having wars over well, that's a the fictional human condition. character. That's the human condition. Though. Right, and, yeah. and that's what they're trying to get across, and <laughs> right. there's enough stuff out there. But, you know, whether you believe in one God or the fact that there is something, there's obviously something bigger than just right. us. Right, So it's, I don't know, it's fascinating. But I, I love listening to... Uh, atheists and their concept of why this is but then many of them will tell you that uh you know and there's been a lot of uh, atheist and and non-believers um the guy that uh oh gosh what is his name he's a neurosurgeon and had a near-death experience and now firmly believes in the afterlife uh eben alexander dr eben alexander totally turned his life around after a near-death experience oh really mm-hmm. and now he believes in heaven and a god and and all of that so Which it's really fine. fascinating I yeah think, i wouldn't call him an idiot well, i don't know that's he, what c.s lewis said too it's right. like if there isn't if there is one then that's <laughs> right that's right if there uh, isn't one elvis okay. wore a jewish star a crucifix and some other insignia yeah. on his chest and they said why do you wear that and he goes because i'm covering all the bases exactly <laughs> when i go i want to make sure that i've got uh i haven't offended anybody up there <laughs> what was he like 42 when he died yeah so he same age as his mom i wonder it? if he's in uh forensics the science behind the deaths of ames people <laughs> Mm, makes you think. It does make you think. Full circle. Find out. Full circle. It is full it is. circle. Can you believe how long it's been since Elvis died? What's it been like forty years? Yeah. I need yeah. to still see. Do you know we are closer to twenty fifty than we are to nineteen ninety five? Oh yeah. Well, talking about the nineties now is like somebody talking about the sixties when I was. Yeah, that's true. Thirty years ago, yeah. When we when I was born, thirty years ago was the fifties. Yeah. So, you know yeah. what I hate the most? We're watching Afterlife, and I'm not revealing anything because it was in season two. Uh, but Ricky Gervais's father in the show dies, and he says, well, he was an old, old man, so I suppose it was time for him to go. He gave his age. He's 12 years older than me right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's really He's great. 12 more good years. That's really great. 12 <laughs> years. The best of them. 
I suppose that's all you can do is make the but you you make the best of it. But I, I I really would like to get to a point where everybody doesn't get pissed off about everything they possibly can get pissed off. Your about. best bet, Tom, to have a long happy life is stop waiting for things yeah, to come the way you want them to be. Just don't well, that's worry not about the way it. I want them to be. Just stop being an asshole. <clears throat> Never gonna happen. Yeah, don't Why? worry about it. Because everybody's got their own agenda for what life I is. Suppose, and yeah. then you're always measuring everybody else by the yardstick of your own experience. And because you wouldn't do it, you're offended that somebody else would. I'm not offended. I'm pissed off. Not just There's you. I mean, it, well, the same kind of. Yeah, kind iterate. of. Yeah. You're, not, you're not happy about the situation. So it's, it's just, just the leave fact me that, alone. Yeah. But, but that's, that's no way to be either. And then people are like, no, Tom, I, when are we going to get to the point when you don't feel that way anymore? Just leave me alone, you mean? Yeah. Why can't I be left well, alone? To, but I don't think you should be left alone. Oh, okay. and my feelings count yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Just, right? So that's Disconnect. my point is, yeah, you just got to realize the world is what it is. Do your best to leave the place better than where you found it, and that's all you can do. There okay, you go, well, which is called having a positive attitude. Okay, well, well then stop, stop referring to yourselves as conservatives and progressives because it's total bullshit. Well, not and who do cares? That. What does it matter to you? Guess what? Yeah. They're not going to stop doing that because they're profiting just, off of it. So. You call it a positive attitude. I call it writing off humanity. <laughs> well, there you go. I can't expect anything Andy's from them. He's not so much a glass half full or glass half empty guy. He's more of a, hey, who the hell drank out of my cup yeah. guy, isn't yeah. he? There is no glass. It's yeah. all a construct. Yeah. Yeah. No, it just seems to me, and, 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 and tell me if this is a good point or not. The people who are the furthest right and the furthest left are the people that'll stab you in the back first? Yeah, because well, they're just, the, they're the polar crazies yeah. of but the world. You, you do care because it no, appears in the newspaper mm-hmm. and on television. That's don't why. Read it. No, don't. Oh just, yeah, okay. If everyone stopped Seriously. watching the news, all of these news people would go broke and they would stop existing. Works for me. Let's start talk about cheese. Okay. <laughs> Not cheesecake, well, okay. Like, I'm offended by that. Oh, whenever you two start going on political rants, I always am just like. Yeah, it's the way of the world. No and then I either rants. you two constantly. And so then no, I just either I say it's the way of the world or and walk away or and then I start talking about something completely different. Because I don't care. Back and to I cheese. don't want to be involved. <laughs> the problem is you're asking questions there's no answers to. Yeah, exactly. I think that is true. They're basically yeah. rhetorical questions. Yeah. You yes. can't answer them. Yeah. And you just have to grand scheme of things, how does this affect me? And why do I care? Yeah. There you go. You Are just you surround yourself me? with the people that, that, that service you in the sense of making your life better as opposed to allowing the water in, right? Titanic didn't sink because it hit the iceberg. It sank because it let the sh- into the wa- into the boat, right? Right. So that's it. Just don't allow the stuff into the boat. Yeah. That's impossible. I'm a public I figure. I, I can't do that. that. I'm a public figure, not as big as you, but I just learned that. You get that blasted on a weekly sure. basis. Do you really? Oh, why? Why are you on TV? You're fat. You're bald. There's so much better looking people that should be doing the show. I get that all the time. Why? But it's just, who cares? I know, but why do they have to do it? Because you're successful. You know what, though? A lot of times I'll go. I'm really sorry you feel that way, but uh, you know what? It shows that they're open to diversity and they're allowing other people. And someday you're going to be you my go. age, and wouldn't it be great? And then they're like, "Wow, I didn't think you'd read my stuff." And I'm really sorry. Actually, I like what you do. I just, yeah. you know, Zach Baggins has always been the. And then they kind of backpedal and into their position. So sometimes oh, okay. you just be kind. Or I, when people are being hateful, I'll just straight up re-tag their their tweet, and I just say. Something's wrong with this poor fellow. Let's just all put out a prayer and for him. That's all I'm saying. There's something wrong with you to have to do yeah, but, things like that. But yeah. also, like, that's your problem. Yeah. Why not give mine. power to people that have a problem? It's not a power thing. It's a, Look, Jackie Gleason was severely overweight, and I didn't even notice it until I was older, and somebody told me. He was just funny. 
he was just a very funny guy. And and then as soon as he started bringing, oh, he's so fat, and I was like, what does that have to do with it? Who cares? But that's yeah, the point. Cares? It doesn't affect you. What other people's opinions are of well, you, you is you, not your problem. If you let it affect you. Yeah. I did, I well, that's like... Walk a mile in my shoes. Hit the I'll ignore just, button and just pretend I, they don't exist. I just read a thing that said, yeah, other people's opinions about me is none of my business. Right. Yeah, but again, when it affects your income, what you do, no. your it work, it no, what affects your income is when you buy into letting them. No, get no, to no, you. no, no, no. <laughs> I okay. will tell you think, flat out. I think what we're getting to is that you are just never going to. No, 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 no. What we're getting to way. is what we're getting to is is I've had certain elements of my career destroyed by people lying about me. I know, mm-hmm. but what what can you do? Can you well, live in the past? How is and it allowed? And allowed. It's just that the. People are people. If they can... So they're that disgusting. It's allowed by the New York Times versus Sullivan Supreme Court decision. There you go. That's exactly what it's allowed by. And here's the thing. When I first started doing my radio show, I took a lot of heat. A, because we're talking about weird things with the supernatural, and I took a lot of abuse from people. But one of my buddies, Jeff Belanger, he he tells me one day, he goes, listen, you're never going to make everybody happy. So nope. what you do is continue to do the absolute best you can do, and all See, the whiners do, yeah. will vanish. And think about this. All the people that have tried to beat you down over the years, mm-hmm. most people don't even talk about them anymore. No, I understand but that. But you're still the, issue. the number one morning show guy in 30-some in years later. So the thing is, just keep doing what you do and be the best you can be, and don't okay. let their crap effect and what will happen is it will look like it's rocking you and hitting you but it will subside again and people are going to see you're not what they said but uh, but let me close with this it's not about me it's about my family no. i don't like people messing with my family no, no. i get that you're that's projecting. what i'm talking about you're projecting i'm not projecting yes, that because you're the one that goes you. mental about all this stuff all the time and the only and the only which affects reason us. that we get upset about these situations? That's not is what I'm talking you're going about. Mental. Well, they that, have affected your income, well, your happiness, all, and I don't like my that. Income. Oh God, never mind. You guys just don't understand. You will never understand. How has my income ever been affected by anybody that said because anything about Because when my you? income was cut, it would affect the whole family. That's why. How? We've always had plenty. I agree with that, but yeah. people need to get their nose out of everybody else's business. They well, really that would do. be See, Tom's, a perfect Tom, world. and this isn't a put-down. You have a hero complex, which is awesome. You want to be the one to provide. You want to be the one to protect. That's but, correct. But you also have to realize that you've you've raised two great kids that are smart and independent and can do stuff on where, their own. Where you've got they? a strong wife who can do what right. she needs to do, and they can survive this. So stop beating yourself up for stuff that you, you yeah, are perceiving well, they're it, taking. It's like we've been living this life for 40 years. It's, it's gotten like, worse, though. It's gotten a lot worse. Um, I don't know. In the beginning of uh, social media, I think it was a lot worse there for a while. Yeah. I mean, especially I when you're reading all that crap. When you Once you learn to just... Stay away from it. It's a it's a much better word. You can't stay away from it. That's just, my whole yeah, point. Yeah, you do. You just delete your. You go you work into some woke shithole and see how you like it. <laughs> Let me just say that. I understand. Okay, good. that is an awful. I will thing close with that. To have to put up with it's people terrible. at work. It's terrible. I mean, have yeah. a lighthearted. Good. Well, let's get back child to child quote to close. Okay. With that completely has nothing to do with any of this. Um, my friend Michael who is a gay man, came to the zoo with my children, me, my niece's nephew and sister-in-law last week. And Bjorn, my nephew, who is eight days older than Sage, 
home <clears throat> and told his dad, Dan's twin brother, Mike, um, that they were at the zoo with Fawn and Sage's new dad because Uncle Dan was working and he gave us mini donuts. <laughs> hmm. Wait a so run that by me Michael, again. They, Bjorn said that Michael was Fawn and Sage's new dad because Uncle Dan was working. Oh, okay. And he gave him mini donuts. <laughs> well, that was, Bjorn, that was Bjorn's, Bjorn's take was take. that there's a new, there's a new see, dad. On I love that. Michael being at the zoo with us. I love that. their new dad. I have a quick announcement before we end the show. Okay. The new app is live on both Google Play and Oh, it is. Apple. Andy made an app. I made it. Andy, Andy made worked hard. An so uh, it's ca- still called the Tom Bernard Podcast, which is a little confusing, but that's, you know, how it is. I'm deleting the uh, one as we speak. Oh, yeah. So Just so delete the old, the old one, search for the new one, it'll pop up. The old one won't pop up on uh, search if you look on Google Play, so... If you search Tom Bernard podcast, what you see is the new one. And how about Apple? Same thing. Yeah, same thing. There okay. you go. See, yep. I feel Apple much better today because I finally got to tell people to go screw themselves on the air, which I really appreciate. Because you don't do good. that twice a week. No, I don't. <laughs> I do not. Okay. We, we can dedicate an episode to it if you'd yeah. like. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> just I feel much better the fact the fact that I I want these people to understand. Get your nose out of other people's business. And when you get hurt, you got hurt because you stuck your nose in somebody else's business. That happens all the time, and people don't don't admit that. Well, it's basically politics, isn't it? It's politics and money. Money, mm-hmm. money, money is what it's. This is all about money. You do know that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just how it is. Nobody's going to talk. Oh, we agree. We're giving you the final word. I don't want the final word. I'm just, like I said, I am not the kind of guy. I Look, I'm not the kind of guy to sit back and take this crap from people. Sorry about that, but I just that's not who I am. I just am not that way. Yeah, I've had a few people trying to get into my life and drive me crazy, and I'm like, I just need you to know something. I'm not the kind of person that you want as an enemy. all I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. I don't just roll over and take people's nope. crap. It ain't so if you want to rumble, we'll rumble, but I, I prefer not to. I, I just prefer start not acting to. weird and not responding. To That's what I do. I'm doing I just the prefer to be left alone. Thank you kindly. And on a lighter note, August 21st is the launch of Ghosts hey. of Devil's Perch on Travel Channel and Travel Discovery Channel. Plus Where's with Devil's, Dave Schrader. So check it out. Perch. Well, that's a good it's uh, Butte, Montana. Oh, pretty, pretty. Yeah. 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 Biggest uh, toxic waste hole in the planet, I think. <laughs> it is. They've got that giant. Well, not. Toxic. National Park there. Right, but they've got that huge giant pit. Pit that's yeah, filled with that. Yeah, it's beautiful. I've yeah. never seen such a beautiful. But they have to blow horns because if a duck or goose lands on it, if they're there for more like than five seconds, it just dissolves them. Oh God! It's some ridiculous deal. Yeah, look it up. Oops. It's crazy. That's disgusting. Yeah. Hey, so uh, the home of Butte. Butte, Butte Montana, the home of. Uh, I don't know. Evil Knievel and Awful yes. Knievel. Yeah, that's true. Oh. And I saw both of their graves. Did you read Awful Knievel yes. too? Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah, because Knievel's grave's about four rows back from Evil's, and Evil's <laughs> got this huge headstone, and there's they've wrapped banners around the tree next to it. Now, yeah, I had to go see Evil Knievel's grave, and then I walked yes. over, and there's Knievel. Yes. And uh, <laughs> yeah. did you hear that? What Jude wants that? a cashew. Jude saw the cashew <laughs> bucket and <laughs> jumped up and go, "Oh, I need a cashew." <laughs> 
Jew, Negro cashew. I, I saw one of my favorite lines in any movie. The jailer says, oh, look who we got in our jail. Evil can evil and awful can awful. And that's a true story. That's, that's how we got story. his name, yeah. I think that's wonderful. All right, that's going to do. But I am I am glad that you, I was allowed to just let off a little steam because I just wanted to warn everybody, it ain't ever going to stop. It's just the way it is. I will never, ever back down. That's how it goes, right? Fight to the finish. You got Until it. you drift into the abyss that is the afterlife. That's going to do it. We'll talk to you on Monday with the family. <laughs>